Virginia Dooley asking Sol citizens to report for duty. Greetings, 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 and welcome. And I'm missing one of my people. <laughs> this is Griffin Gaming. And welcome to the Soul Citizens. Uh, I am here today with a couple of my folks. Let me get him in here. Colossal, how did I miss that? Oh, know. you know what? The program crashed, remember? Shoot. Yes, it did. Oh, man. Okay, guys. You guys, gonna, you guys might some, see some strange, unprofessional stuff from me tonight, but uh, I'm going to have to work with it at this point because we're live. But anyway, welcome, everybody, to the Soul Citizens on Griffin Gaming RPG. And we're back again for another fun show with uh, my co-host, Jade Star Watcher. Jade, how are you? Oh, I'm, I'm good. Having yeah. a really good IE. So, yeah, 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 yeah. You keeping your wallet in your pocket? Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to do that this year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll have to talk about it next week on the IAE yeah, that'll show. Yeah, be next so week. You can give us exactly. the scoop, all right? And uh, last but not least, we're skipping over Cal Roddy because we're hoping that he will drop in on the show tonight. He's traveling, but he said he's going to try to make it. Uh, and we're going to go to the man on the end, the man from FLA from Florida. What's up, Colosso? How are you? You're one and only Florida man. How you doing, guys? Yeah, thank God. That's all we need is one. We don't need more than <laughs> one on this show. <laughs> How you been, plenty, man? Plenty of us with the shenanigans. We're doing fantastic. Good. Love the state. Love you guys. Good to be back. I'm digging the Tell I'm you. digging the background. I'm digging this shirt. Uh, yes. Yeah, you're looking pretty sharp there, brother. All right. Yeah. Okay. Put on the hibernation weight, and then I'll go ahead and, and take it all back to January. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, welcome to everybody who's here watching us tonight. Uh, we know that IAE is going on, and you guys could be running around the convention center, but you decided to spend your evening with us, so we appreciate that. We have an interesting show today, and we've got some cool stuff coming up too. Um, one of the things that's cool today is that we're doing a giveaway. We haven't done a giveaway in a little while, and so. Uh, hopefully, if you guys will be around for that, we're going to be doing a giveaway uh, of a drink ship. So hopefully you guys will be able to get one of the little ships and scoot around and have some fun with mm -hmm. that. And then we got some other surprises for you as well. But uh, we want to talk about today's topic, uh, which was titled Stanton POI, Points of Interest. And we've been in Stanton since the beginning of this game. Well, we were in modules at one point, right, Jade? But <laughs> now we're in Stanton, uh, a system. Um, and we thought that it would be kind of cool as we're kind of all looking forward to the release of Pyro to not just forget about Stanton in the sense of, you know, we've just gotten used to it and comfortable with it, but to maybe talk about some of the highlight areas in the game. <clears throat> also, because there are a lot of people who are coming into Star Citizen now who are brand new, who have not been on the journey of development. And so some of the places that we shared today may be familiar to most of you, but there may be some of you who've never heard of these locations. So we want to kind of encourage you to visit these places and maybe give you some background history, tell you why we like these spaces. And uh, hopefully you'll enjoy them or you'll be able to say, yeah, I've been there before. So uh, yeah, Fast Cart pre-Stanton, there was such a thing, right? You could say way back then when I was young, I know mm. that there was a pre-Stanton. So we're going to go ahead and jump into it. Um, Jade, you're like one of the good people, both you and Colossal for that matter, on lore um, about Stanton. So what I want to do is kind of cover a little bit of the history, and then you guys can fill in any gaps that you think might be beneficial to everybody uh, in regard to learning a little bit about Stanton and its lore. Um, 
think I've got one of the... Huh, I don't see it here. I'm telling you, everything got jumbled around on that crash. So we're just going to try to do our best to uh, share what we can. You guys, bear with us for one moment. Who gave us bits? Oh, BBG, thank you so much. 500 bits. We appreciate it. Hey, BBG. That. Thank you. That is very, very nice of you. All right. Uh, give me one second here. Oh, wow. Thrakazog, thank you for that gift sub. And Pops in Space, thank you for that sub as well. Thank you, guys. You guys are kicking us off. Yeah, you guys are kicking us off already. Um, okay, I yeah, it sure did get deleted. Doggone it. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah, the lore got kicked out of here, guys. I had a lore page. Um, Jay, do me a favor. If you don't mind, sure. I'm going to impose yeah. on you to talk a little bit in class so you can fill in where she leaves out. Talk a little yeah. bit about Stanton, how how Stanton became Stanton, why is it important, what, about the four moons, a little bit of the history. We don't have to break down all of them because I do have the history for each planet. But just give an overall thing about Stanton itself, if you could. Yeah, like the, the Stanton history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Admiral Kusanagi, thank you for the bits as well, okay? Thank you. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so, so um, Stanton was discovered uh, before the corporations that own the planets uh, were there. And so the first settlers are unknown. Uh, nav jumper Toshi Aaron discovered the system in 2851. And after selling the jump data to the UE, um, they declared Stanton to be a case of imminent domain, mm -hmm. citing a need to protect and extend nearby jump lanes. Without formal colonization papers on file, the existing inhabitants had little choice but to abandon their homesteads. Prospectors, survivalists, and other squatters had little means to protect themselves um, from the might of a Bengal-class carrier. <laughs> they brought in a Bengal to evict these people from their homes. So remember that when you go after Ninetales, the original inhabitants of Yella. Anyway, sorry. I'll get off my soapbox now. Um, the Stanton system is a planetary system in the UEE, United Empire of Earth, discovered in 2851, as I said. And... It's one of only two fully colonized systems in the UE. Uh, it's made up of three super-Earths, and a super-Earth is a planet with larger mass and uh, larger diameter than, than the Earth. Um, it also has a gas giant known as Crusader, which a lot of you are familiar with, an asteroid belt, which is called the Aaron Halo, and it surrounds a G spectral class type star which is very similar to our sun here in this whole system that we're all living in right now um all of the planets in the system were sold by the UE government to four major corporations soon after their discovery and while inhabitants are protected under UE's common laws they are also subject to rules imposed by the individual corporations that own each planet and that becomes very important when you talk about Hurston Dynamics. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's pause for a second, give some shout outs here. MT Stunner, thank you for the 500 bits. Um, also, Anonymous Gifter, whoever you anonymous person are, we know who you are, but we appreciate you for being anonymous. Thank you for those five gift subs. And Phase Kitten, thank you as well for those five gift subs. You guys put us on a hype train. Thank you so much. Oh, wow. That's so cool. You guys have, I was, we were at 50% of our goal. We're at 66 now. So thank you guys yeah. so much for that. 
Thanks a lot, guys. Yes, we appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. On yes, it does, because we got to keep giving to them. So that's great. We appreciate that. Absolutely. Thanks, Jay. Thanks for reading that. Yeah, just so you guys will know, uh, Jay, talk a little bit about real quick. Uh, you you kind of threw in the thing about remember that about the UEE, you know, with them coming in with the corporation. So kind of talk a little bit about that in relation to you know what and where. <laughs> Oh, you mean in relation to, uh, you mean like Levski? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, okay. we, we, before we get there, can I add yeah. on, on to a little bit, Jay? Because yeah. this is going to go into what Jade is talking about. Sure. You know, I'm, yeah, please, I'm, Colossal. Right. See, I'm uh, guys, I'm, if you don't know, if you don't know what Jay uh, is all about in terms of her, uh, I guess, uh, reputability in Star Citizen, she's going to tell you this. But um, Stan is a unique system. And one of the things that Jay told you about was that Toshi came in and Toshi was this nav jumper and blah, 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 and so forth. And he finds the system, Stanton system, and people start coming in and start popular. It, it could have been there prior to Toshi. And uh, what Toshi did was sold the nav point. Of course, he sold it to the UEE. UEE comes in with a bangle class and just go ahead and disrupts everything and says, it belongs to us. <laughs> Right. So I'm, you know me, I'm this huge civics guy and I'm all about, you know, civic responsibility and stuff like that. But boy, am I about to jump on uh, Jay's bandwagon here because the UEE brings in this whole political system called the common law. Mm. And the common law basically says that citizens would adhere to a common set of laws by the UEE. They have no representation, zero in the Senate, none. Why? Because the corporations have that 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 jurisdiction and just what jay was talking about these corporations microtech art corp uh hurston and crusader they all came in they all bought up these these planets and these systems and now so when it, whenever it, the only thing that's being represented are the corporations not the people's interests nothing so that's one part of the phase that jay's is going to go ahead. i just want to give you that stand piece Good. so you guys can understand why why stan is what it is Exactly. It's taxation without representation. Yep. So the, the citizens and, and even you know, worse off than them, the civilians, because under UE common laws, you have a two-tiered humanity. Uh, you know, citizens uh, have a bit hey, more rights than civilians. That's why when you get released from Clesher, they say, good luck civilian <laughs> the idea there is you've now been demoted. Uh, yeah, you've lost you your citizenship. You are um, by definition, I'm sorry, Jay, yep, a subject, ahead. a subject. Think of that word when you think of monarchies and imperials. You are a subject of the UE. Go ahead, Jade. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, go, no, please, you know. Um, yeah, I'm loving this. So, so Stanton, because it is in a unique situation, uh, they, they can't have anybody in uh, representing them in the UE Senate, but they have all these people who live there and work there mm -hmm. for these mega corporations, um, which has led to uh, problems. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Uh, exactly. Um, so Crusader would probably be the one that is most notorious in terms of having to deal with security issues because Hurston just put people down. Mm. Uh, Crusader, they're trying to be, you know, they were founded by somebody who it was very much a philanthropist, mm -hmm. a humanitarian, a civil rights advocate. So they can't be like Hurston Dynamics and just, you know, just run roughshod over people. Mm -hmm. But because they're a little bit more lenient, 
uh, the people that got, you know, got evicted, uh, like the Nine Tails, they, they're they're able to do more things around Crusader, mm. and, and so there's been an ongoing war, I guess you could call it that, or battle between uh, Crusader and the Nine Tails, which inhabit and control Grim Hex. Right. Uh, so that that's one of the things most people here are probably most familiar with because we have Siege of Orison, we have Nine Tails Lockdown, and this is the reason why, um, you know, you have uh, Rowena Dooley call you to go do the bidding of, you know, Crusader Industries to uh, eliminate Nine Tails uh, from, you know, blockading stations or, uh, you know, unfortunately attacking Orison, which I'm not down with, but... Yeah. You know, I understand where they're coming from. Let's put it that way. Yeah. 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 Um, but, but as far as the, the other corporations, um, you know, like Microtech, they bought the planet and uh, well, wait, they tried we'll, to... We'll, we'll get to the plants because we get to oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. each one, so that's yeah, good. Okay. All right, we well, just want the overall okay. stanton, which is good. Mm -hmm. And, and yep. I want you all to appreciate the fact that Jade's sharing all this for those of you who don't know. Understand why lore is so important in this game. Because even when we have these dynamic events, understand that CIG is not just coming up with stuff for us to do, but it is tied into the actual system that we're in. And that's why Nine Tails were picked. Um, and that's why Levski was in. I mean, they're, they're letting us know that lore is gonna be very important in the game. So right. uh, Opchis was dropping some stuff in the chat for you guys to take a look at. Stuff from lore makers, stuff from the wiki. Yeah. Um, also give a shout out again to Thrakazog. MT Stunner, thank you for those five gift subs. Thrakazog, thank you for the community gift sub. Envoy, good to see you. Thank you as well. Guys, you guys put us in the hype train. Thank you guys so much. We do appreciate the giving. You, you, you guys are awesome. Um, and Griff, just just yeah. to elaborate what you're saying as well, and I, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to push quickly that sure. um, when you think about the lore as well, it's not just the places. It's also the manufacturing equipment, the equipment mm -hmm. that you're using, the components that you're using as well. Yeah. All that stuff ties in deeply into the lore, mm -hmm. uh, such as uh, what we're going to talk about with Hurston's uh, later on mm -hmm. and definitely um, with, uh, with Microtech. Yeah. Stuff, I guess what we're trying to tell you guys is that they're trying to develop a game where stuff is meaningful, not yeah. just props, not just, you know, enemies, but they're really trying to thread and tie all this stuff and weave it into a story that gives you a reason to go into the verse and also understand where you go in the verse and why things are when you go where you go. But for today, we're going to be hitting these great points of interest. And if we have information to share about these locations for you, some of them are just cool places. Some of them, we've got some stories to tell. So let's go ahead and get started on that. Okay, the very first one, um, very familiar uh, <laughs> to many of you. Uh, Stanton 1. A lot of times we don't call these by Stanton 1, 2, 3, and 4, but that's what they're called, the Stanton 1, which was named Hurston, and Jade gave us some good background on that. Um, a wealth of ore and other resources are mined here uh, to manufacture Hurston Dynamics line of munitions and weapons. Heavy industry has resulted in severe pollution across the planet, that devastates the ecosystem. And you guys, most of you are familiar with Hurston. You kind of know the background. We're not gonna go into the whole lore thing of the planets per se, but we do wanna give you a little bit of background on them uh, so that you guys will kind of know where we're at. So I'm gonna start with Jade, and then I'm gonna go to Colossal, then I'm gonna go to me, and we're gonna share with you the things that we like or the places that we like about Hurston. So let me get my tech self together here because this is my tech self that has to make this work this time. Jade, it is going to be on you as soon as the screen changes. Okay. As soon as I, I got to get the right button here to change the screen. There we go. All right. Let's go to your first location here. Okay. And yes. we can talk about it. Okay. Yeah. 
So this is one of the many orbital weapons testing areas um, that Hurston Dynamics is known for. Uh, so basically they bought this system, the, the planet and its four moons, uh, to not only develop weapons, but also to test them out. And what you see there is the remains of uh, one of the space stations from the, it looks like a Golden Horizon uh, style space station, similar to what Port Alozar is, if you've ever been to Port Alozar. <laughs> I think most of us have, but you can see like, you know, they really didn't care at all. Um, you know, they go ahead and blow up one of their own space stations that they no longer had a use for. And there's all the debris there, um, you know, which presents a hazard, of course, for mm -hmm. people who uh, need to go out there to do bounty hunting. And some missions actually do take you out to some of these points of interest, but they are off the beaten path. Tell, tell them where this is so that they'll know where this, to go look. This is actually above the moon Magda, mm -hmm. uh, which is one of the prettiest moons in the the Hurston uh, planetary system. It's it's pink and blue. It's beautiful. Uh, and you can actually, the thing I love about this is you can actually see these sites from the surface of the moon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Very, very yeah. cool. You've been here, Colossal? Uh, I have been around it, yes. Yeah, I've been I've around been it. I've been there once and, and have not been a back. mission or yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I love that. Now that she, no, now that Jade's brought it up, it's making me want to go back and check it out because I went there. I yeah. think you said for a mission or something ran me through, but I need right. to go back and like really check out because she's mentioning that she can actually tell what type of station was here. I'm like, oh my yeah. god, I need to go back and yep. look. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. I've been there once. I always get attacked by a couple of uh, random <laughs> NPCs that that pop up there from time to time. Yeah. Okay, all right. Let's go to Colossal here because he's got something in Hurston that he appreciates. It's on you. Right, I do appreciate. I think this is what Ishmael Griff, mm -hmm. I believe. Mm -hmm. um, this is Ishmael. is located. It's an underground uh, Hurston Dynamic Storage Facility controlled by M X Malo Bunham, located at about 884 uh, uh, kilometers from Hurston. Uh, you can go to um, over to Marker Six and get to it. Uh, there are two missions that are here: uh, illegal evict illegal occupants and recovery contract. It may be more since they put stuff up here as well. Um, I like the area mostly it's because of its uh, savannah habitat around mm -hmm. it. There's a lot of forestry and stuff like that. So a lot of times when I want to calm down or try to get away from people, darn it, told one of my secrets. I try to I go to this area and let's go around <laughs> the area and just and just and just chill out because there are some parts of Hurston guys that are really, 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 really um I would say aggressive in terms of the weather. Mm -hmm. Uh and because of what Hurston does. Uh, with his lore, I do want to say one thing about the lore Griff and let everybody understand that when they go to Hurston, there is a policy called the Life Labor Sky Employment Agreement. So when you go to Hurston, be aware that you're giving up one year of employee at a fixed rate. Okay, mm -hmm. a lot of people call that waged servitude or things like that. But the government, going to what Jay was talking about, the UEE says that this is okay practice. Way to go with the UEE. So that's part of the reason why the Hurston has Hurston family has such a um, uh, an authoritarian um, um, uh, policy and, and view on what they're going on here. But I love this area here. It's just uh, a nice area, not only just to look at, but a couple of quests or missions, if you uh, if you will. Yeah, Ishmael. I remember when we first got Hurston. Um, I remember the first time I came here was because of a mission. And the thing that stood out to me, like you said, Colossal, was the Savannah that was next to it. Because all the, a lot of the other ones had like barren and, you know, rock and stuff. But right. this one, I was like, oh, man, I got to remember where this is. Then I forgot, right? I couldn't remember. 
Yeah. You watch your mouth, Nihilus. You watch your mouth, Nihilus. You watch your mouth, sir. <laughs> Don't get him started. I know. He hates Hurston. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, but Ishmael is great, nice. Great. And some of the other locations here are great because some of them are near water areas. But you're right. The savannas on Hurston, you know, you kind of get that bleak feeling about it. But man, the, the the savannas on Hurston are actually pretty nice. They really are. They are. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to see the most beautiful mm -hmm. part of Hurston, in my opinion, mm -hmm. go to the North Pole. And the way you do that mm -hmm. is you find OM1, you fly down, yep. and you are presented with lush savanna mm -hmm. and many lakes and little islands in the yep. lakes. It's really beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, yep. So check it out, gang. If you've never been there before, it's definitely worth it. In fact, there's Microtech has a unique... No, it's not Microtech. What place has the very unique place where you fly, fly over the polar pole and you go down in this volcanic... Uh, oh God! There's like Sidious? these, like these jets, volcanic jets that shoot up. I, I mean, oh, yeah, that yeah. Might be an, I'm trying to remember that was. I forget, but it's like you got to go to the pole and come straight down, and you see it. I, I'll think of it. Maybe it'll pop in my head a little bit later. Mm -hmm. okay, okay, let me jump out of that one. I'll jump into mine. Oh, okay. Mine is if you've never done these before. First time I did this, I was actually kind of blown away. The the uh, down satellite missions. Um, these were really cool to me, oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, especially yeah. if you come up at nighttime on these locations. Um, a lot of you guys know, I won't, I won't give the details of the mission because some people may not have done it before, uh, but it is the places ablaze and flames. You can, at nighttime when you're coming in, you can even see it. And uh, you have to be very careful when you're traversing the area and stuff, but there's some stuff you have to do in this area on this mission. And uh, when I first saw this, I, I thought CIG just did an outstanding job. Uh, they, they hit, um, I think it was one of the citizen cons or something a little while back, they did a demonstration of the down satellite, but then they enhanced it even more uh, with the fire and flames. So if you've never seen fire and flames in the game, uh, <laughs> this is a good place to go see it, even though they've been working on making them even better. But I definitely like the uh, the down satellite mission. So check that out uh, when you get time. Check that one out. Okay. Yeah, that was one of the first ones they put in the game, on, 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 in, in the game right? And if, I don't remember if it was on... It was a down satellite. What I don't remember, Colossal, was whether it was on fire or not. That's what it I. It was don't on remember. fire because was, we fought at it when it first came out. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, when it first came out, we fought at it. We had okay. it, it was a it was a big POI at, at one point when it first came out, mm -hmm. and I know uh, you know test squad and best squad. We all went there and mm -hmm. decided to go ahead and try to you know partake in this mission. And there were several other people who came up in this where so there was a huge grenade fight, and, <laughs> and we were throwing out you know we were shooting people and things like that, and mm -hmm. and and uh, but yeah, it, it was been. It's had fire since its inception. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Jade, you've done that mission before too, right? The yeah. down satellite. Yeah. Many times. Yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> okay. I forgot who I have on the show today, both of y'all. Uh, yeah, it was, okay. it's one of the coolest locations in the game. And yeah. they gave it to us relatively soon after showing it to us at a Citizen Con. Mm -hmm. we, yep. we got it not long after that. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. Okay, so that was our stuff that we're going to talk to you guys about in relation to Stanton 1. Let's uh, jump out of that and let's go to this one, Stanton 2. All right. Uh, a low-mass gas giant <clears throat> that features a breathable atmosphere at high altitudes. This was an ideal situation for ship manufacturer Crusader Industries, who now occupies the planet's floating platforms to build massive ships like the Starliner. Um interesting about this one you guys remember how much we couldn't wait to go here when you couldn't go here 
when there was nothing to go to uh back in the day did you guys ever try to fly down a crusader back in the day before we actually could go there uh no it's an ugly looking planet you never uh, tried to we, fly we, into we, crusader back in no, the day really no we got the only planet i tried to fly into that you couldn't was when they first put up hurston Oh, because when they first put her, it was a big old ball, and everybody was trying to go, and you went right through the planet, right? And that was it, right? Um, okay, but you yeah, never it, tried it, Crusader, though, huh? No, it we, it we we knew it was a placeholder when you look at it, it was just See, horrible when you just looked at it. You know, I made no effort to even try to go Crusader, through the planet. But you know what? Crusader was deceptive, though, because you forget it's a gas giant, and when you do fly down to any of the other planets, you know, it takes a little while, but you get there. But this thing's so massive. Like if you tried to go from Port O to this sucker, it took a while and you didn't survive it. You know, you you basically blew up after a certain point. Jay, did you ever try to fly the Crusader? Oh yeah, yep. <laughs> I I tried. I even tried to find places where you wouldn't blow up. I tried to find exact uh -huh. like altitude where you wouldn't blow up. Mm -hmm. Just you know, just to hover there and look. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. I mean, but just strange to note, Griff, after they put it out, after they finally put it out, you know, I, 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 I don't know if you played, what is that, Subnautica, right? And yeah. Everybody's played Subnautica. And I'm from Florida, boys, okay, if you haven't noticed. One thing that you, that I don't want to do is go in the water, okay, in the state of Florida. There's some friends there that you don't want to call friends and mm -hmm. things like that. If mm -hmm. I can't see deep, in, if I can't see more than five feet, I'm mm -hmm. not going in there. Even when I'm slushing my feet, there's something underneath the, underneath the sand. So I try not to go in the water. I've been born and bred on the beach. Okay. I leave it alone. Okay. So I decided to go ahead and go deep in the clouds, <laughs> right? Deep in the clouds, hoping something's going to happen. So the whole time... <laughs> Thinking about Subnautica, because when you're in Subnautica and you're mm. going deep in the, in, in the water, there's all these terrifying things coming at you, right? So I'm thinking Subnautica-ish while I'm going into the clouds of Hurston. Mm. So my, it, it's, it's just a, a terrifying sight <laughs> when you're going down because it gets darker and darker yeah. and darker and darker. And then before you know it, you know, at this point in time, you blow up. But we'll see what's going <laughs> <Okay>. on later. <laughs> you'll, you'll see the gentle giants, the storm walls. Yeah, I don't want to see that. Don't see. see I was thinking that <laughs> a big old eye was going to pop up they in my face. I don't like, you know, <laughs> you know, Colossus, I run right into an eye. Yeah, really. Piss it off, right? Yeah, really. I'd like that too, man. Okay, let's take a look. Jade is still on I'll fly with you, time. Jade. That's fine. Let's go okay. to yours here. What you got yes. here? So, um, all right. So this is one of those huge cargo barges that mm -hmm. you see when you're uh, at Orison, you see them slowly moving, yep. uh, you know, across the sky. I think they're, they're officially called the Atlas Cargo Ferry, mm -hmm. and you can land on them. You can land on them. You can walk around on them. Mm -hmm. um, you, you know, you can see what these shipping containers, there's potential for future missions there, you know, some, yep. some uh, PVP or PVE missions there. And it's just one of the cool things that this is all physicalized mm -hmm. and it's, it looks like it's built for the future that, um, you know, a lot of people haven't uh, landed on this, but you can also land on the other platforms. So mm -hmm. they're, was, they're really big. I was going to say, you know how when you've been around for a long time and you go to something for the first time, the first thing you're wondering is, is, is it physicalized, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, can I actually yeah, land yeah. on this thing? And I remember being so nervous, first of all, because it's moving at the same time too, right? Yeah. So I'm trying to make sure that when I land on this thing, I don't land so weird that I go through it or anything else. And it was such a gratifying feeling to land on this thing and say, hey, you can actually land on this. I wonder if I can walk on it. You know, is there gravity? 
and it was actually kind of cool, right? And like you said, you could see now all the potential of other things that they can add now, mission-based things and stuff that could happen, even out on those on those uh, on those platforms, which I thought was great. You know, I thought it was yeah. really cool. Plaza, well, you've been on the platforms, I know, right? I sure have, sure did. As soon as we were able to get on it, I jumped on it quickly. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that was one of those views that we jumped on, including over there at Providence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so yeah, this was uh, the jumping on those moving platforms is such as uh, a site because once you get on it, we just got out of the ship, started running around mm-hmm. um, the area. So it was cool to do that. Yeah. And they're big. They really mm-hmm. are big. They really are big. By the way, Ops Chief Armad is dropping some great stuff in the chat for you guys. So if you're not familiar with these areas, he's giving you some stuff from the wiki and some lore to some of the areas that we're talking about. So hopefully that'll be helpful too. Okay. All right. Thanks, Jade. All right, Colossal. It's on you. Yes. Yeah. Ah, there we go. All right. So I chose this site. This is Area 141 over there in Daymar. And the reason why I chose this site is because, once again, I'm a huge lore guy. And I chose this site because this is a big POI in terms of the lore for Art Corp. Um, this was one of the, when Art Corp transitioned from um, uh, basically exploration to mining, this is one of the facilities that Art Corp went ahead and enacted. Mm-hmm. And it helped them propel to who they are today. It's part of the reason why they're just that big old type of conglomerate in terms of uh, mega businesses out there. Um, and this was mentioned, it's a... Uh, it's one of the large trade hubs on Daymar, and it's owned by Art Corp. Its main function is to extract minerals for transport uh, to the rest of Stanton system. There is a medium uh, pads that are out there um, as well. Uh, it sells things like, um, you know, uh, what is it, Atrusia uh, toxin, mm-hmm. you know, agresium, barrel, corundum, distilled spirits, medical supplies, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and the like. So it's, it's just a, if you want to know more about Art Corp's history in terms of moving from a non-lucrative product of exploration, it's shocking to say that, right? <laughs> to uh, to mining um, and understand how you know Art Corp came to be jumping from B, uh, BCK to Novalite uh, with Novalite components. This was the facility that that helped Art Corp move to that um, uh, stage of prosperity. So mm-hmm. just look into that if I were you guys. Yeah. One of the things I remember about when I first came here was what's in this scene. And it was the fact that it was almost like the exact same thing of what we're seeing in that picture. I remember seeing Crusader in the background like that. And I thought it was so cool. And this station always was memorable for me for that. I mean, there are other stations you can get a similar view, but but 141 was always the one that's always stuck with me because of that. And I always Mm -hmm. thought that in this image, it kind of shows that. Um, Jade, well, I'll ask you a question. Do you remember the first time you, you know, when we first started the game, everybody's at Stanton, right? Do you remember mm-hmm. the first time you went to one of the moons or planets as a, as a person who's in that field of, you know, yeah. astronomy, what, how did you feel the first time you did that? Uh, well, yeah, I felt great. Number one, because <laughs> we looked at these, we basically looked at these three moons because when we were in 2.5, 2.6, mm-hmm when we first got like, you know, the persistent universe, we just had Crusader and it's three moons. Mm-hmm. And w- all they were, were basically like a texture that you couldn't land on. Right. right? And so right. we finally got these. Uh, this actually was the first place that I went to was Art oh, really? Mining 141. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it might've been many people's because back then there weren't a lot of outposts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you only had a, a, you know, you only had this and uh, I think Shubin, with uh, landing pads back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I, so I remember landing and I was just looking at all the terrain and mm-hmm. I was like, I, it, it looked, I looked at it and I was like, if you combine the desert Southwest with mm-hmm. Mars, mm-hmm. this is what you would get. Like, mm-hmm. And I, I remember opening my Moby glass, this is, this is, you know, that geek in me <laughs> and looked at the atmospheric composition. Mm-hmm. And I saw back then the atmospheric pressure was like 1.45 Earth mm-hmm. atmospheres. So it had a <laughs> thicker atmosphere than Earth. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was just like, oh, this is cool. Like, and I, <laughs> I looked, you know, obviously the atmosphere wasn't breathable. Uh, it was like, you know, mostly, I think back then it was, it was like mostly nitrogen. Mm. Oh, no, 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 no. It was mostly, it was mostly methane, methane and nitrogen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it was, uh, but it was really, really thick. And that explained like why you'd have things like, you know, strong winds and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, they've changed it a little bit, but the harshness of Daymar is still there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it still has strong winds. We've seen this undergo multiple things mm-hmm. where like we had heat waves. Mm-hmm where you could like, you know, visually see the heat, but I, I always had a problem with that <laughs> because I'm like, where's the humidity, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? The like coming yeah, from with this. From? Yeah. yeah. So I, I guess maybe, you know, maybe they took it out because of that. Yeah. Um, it was yeah. just something they wanted us to test yeah. and it'll be on some planet where it, you Makes know, sense. it's mm-hmm. more appropriate. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember those heat waves. Did they take it off and put it on aerial? Um, at one know. point, I don't know, Maybe. but I definitely remember those heat, I remember waves. The heat waves. First time I came to Daymar, and I, I've said this before, uh, I remember being so excited and landing there. I was in a cutlass. I landed, and I was getting about eight frames a second. <laughs> but I remember being so excited. And you know those little, I forget what they call them. You know those plants that look like a cantaloupe that's been busted out from the inside? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember yeah. seeing one of those. And, and actually being freaked out about it, right? I was like, man, what if this thing actually was alive or something? You know, I was really freaked out. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely remember going to Warren 401. It's, a, it's like a lot of history behind it, which I think is very cool. Very, very cool. Um, let me jump into mine. Mine would be a sunset sitting at the bar in Orson. Oh. Um, if you've never yeah. done it before, at the end of the day, or if you want to get together with your friends and talk about the great battles that you had or the fights that you did during the siege, go up to the bar, grab one of the stools and sit there and watch. And Colossal and I did this one night. We sat and actually watched the whole thing go from uh, dusk to sunset all the way down to nighttime. And uh, fire pit. you start seeing, yeah, remember when we start seeing, and you start seeing the platforms light up. You see the jets firing off on the platforms. I mean, it's just a very relaxing, uh, kind of cool scene. I know for some folks that's a little bit too chill, but uh, for me, uh, I this is something I dig. This is one of those things that happens in the game for me. That is like, okay, I'm digging what these guys are doing. These guys and gals are doing at CIG, and uh, I, I just love seeing scenes like this um, and just being able to do that. Kind of knowing I can always go to that spot, <clears throat> and it's different every time. It changes the colors shift a little bit and change, but the general picture that you see right there is what you see. Uh, when you're sitting in that bar there in Orison, so that's mine. Yeah. It was it was it was great role play. I mean, mm-hmm. we sat at the fire pit first. We we went in there. We sat near the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't say what I did at the bar. I was you know entertaining <laughs> the bartender, and then we decided to go ahead and go outside where the other bartender was, mm-hmm. 
we left from there because over the it, just underneath that you see the area where the well statue is mm -hmm, i believe mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's a nice transition from you know early morning to daytime to afternoon to evening mm -hmm. uh and then you see the lights pop on over there by the fountain and you see the well uh start to light up and you see these mm -hmm. these lights just almost like these insects lights type there or these fireflies that yep. they are there and, and then we went over to the uh to the fire pit and just basically went over there and just started talking mm -hmm. and just and it's a it is a relax it's great for rp guys mm -hmm. if you're a big time rp I know the first time I did Siege of Orison, uh, like when they first rolled it out to live, after that was over, everybody, it seemed like everybody that was at the <laughs> event was up there at that bar. Mm. So it, it's nice to see they built these, you know, really, really cool social places that in one, you know, setting, it can be real chill and relaxed like you two had. And mm. another, it's full of activity after one of these big mm -hmm. events. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mr. Nimbus wasn't around yet, Fist. He wasn't around at that time. <laughs> but he's around now, so he's going to enjoy that. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, Stanson 2, okay? And let's move on here. Uh, Stanson 3. Arcor, we're most familiar with. Buildings cover a majority of the planet's surface with residential areas relegated to the poles while the company's factories, business headquarters, financial and commercial districts are located in between. I'm not sure if people knew that, Jade, you know, about the way they actually built that planet, right? There's some yes. method to the madness, right? Yes, there <laughs> is. So the art core um, differs in game than it will be mm -hmm. uh, eventually because eventually the lore of it means or calls for um natural areas there's going to be mountains right. oceans it's not going to be completely covered with cities <clears throat> mm -hmm. but w one of the main things about our core was it's the first human world that is similar to a geon factory world mm. and th what that means is they've planned out all these areas for instance residential mm -hmm. will be near the poles uh factories will be near the equatorial regions and you know it, it's it's interesting that we have now as a species um taken some ideas like mm -hmm. from another species that we've interacted with and are now starting to embrace that and that's what basically art core is mm -hmm. um the dark side of art core mm -hmm. is that they are often um in the running with hurston for the worst employer <laughs> in the uee <laughs> Their factories are so dangerous that tourists don't actually get to see one. They get to see one that is sort of like a, it's a mock-up. It's a fake, or a fake one, It's right. a fake mm -hmm. one, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like animatronics at like Disney right. World, right? Um, because their real <laughs> factories are so dangerous and the conditions are so bad mm -hmm. that they don't want people to be in an uproar over them. Good point. Yeah, it, it, just to touch on on that, Jade is exactly correct. Uh, Art Court and Hurston for the running of the worst companies in the world, but the most the companies bringing the most money. It took 50 years, mm -hmm. the shortest amount of time possible for Art Court to terraform that that that, that area. Mm -hmm. And the Shions was the, the band was so impressed with them that they did that. Um, 
And like I said, the factories, they're out there, but the nasty part of the factories are, in this, are deeper, almost like um, when you go to mm-hmm. um, Coruscant, Coruscant. <laughs> you, you, go, you get further down, further down, further down. Yeah. That's what the problem is. Mm-hmm. They have the highest suicide rate out of all the companies, mm-hmm. the highest suicide, or at least one of the highest suicide rate. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the reason why they have such a bad reputation over there um, in art court. But once again, when you produce, uh, we have companies like Novalight that produce that standard, uh, that's, that, that fusion engine. Mm-hmm. that's bringing you to bang for your buck uh, that's where art corp excels um so cool yeah all right all right jay it's on you okay your location here yes so this is <laughs> so griff likes this one because it's very similar to what his favorite locations mm-hmm. but mine is in area 17 not area 18 mm-hmm. and it's one of these towers which you can land on um you know i i like to think that in the future we will be able to have apartments or condos Mm -hmm. in in some of these there's so much space on this planet you could give every single person who pledged for this game an apartment Mm -hmm. and there would still be tons of empty buildings full of apartments so i i landed you know my 600 eye there and just got out and enjoyed the view and the reason i picked area 17 is because i believe area 17's no fly zone is lower than area 18 so those of you that are low flyers that wanted to do some low flying Mm -hmm. um around buildings i think this or maybe area 20 have uh, a lower no fly zone so you can do that yeah I remember the, um, I can't think of the name of the anim- the machinima. Do you remember, Jay, where they did the battle in R-Corp? And that was why oh, they were yeah. able to get I away with doing the name it. Of it either. That was why yeah. they were able, able to, because I kept saying they couldn't do that at Area 18. And I found out later there were a couple of them that had lower ones, but I didn't know 17 was one of them. I just knew that there were some places where the restriction area was lower. And that explained how they were able to get away with doing that, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool. I love that view. That's uh, probably, that's on the tallest building, right? It's 17, that one there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I love that view. I love that view. Great, 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 great pick. Great pick. Thank you. Okay, Colossal, let's see what you have here. Oh, yeah. Your favorite port there. What was you going to talk about Port Tressler? Uh, Tressler. Okay, so Tressler, this is what Tressler's over there at Microtech. I believe. Uh, Oh, that's right. I'm I'm, I'm a step ahead of myself. Okay, that's right. Wrong place. Um... You didn't have anything for our court. That's no, what it was. I okay, didn't have you didn't have anything for our court. Okay, that was yeah. my mistake. I, I've got my buttons yeah. in the wrong locations here. Sorry, gang. We'll come back to that in just a little bit. We'll come back for Colossal. Don't worry. Yeah, Colossal hangs around uh, Art Court because <laughs> of the Empire type resemblance. Oh God! Yeah. You know what? I didn't even think about that. You might as well go ahead and tell people because they'll know exactly what you're talking about that you like about that uh, about our court. There's a particular location in the city he likes. There are certain genres that I love, and uh, and Art Corp embodies one of those when you go to the Empire Hospital facility over there on the Art Corp in the Central Park. Uh, there's a big old sign that says Empire, so I like to sit in front of that, you know, because I like to revel in that majesty. God, save us all. God, save if us you will. all. I mean, I, you, you got, but I mean, just jump on the lower grid. You got to imagine there's a whole bunch of people that's up in that building. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be a whole bunch of people. Yeah, that there's a whole you bunch know. of sick people in that building. You're absolutely <laughs> right. That's, that's what I'm going to say about that. All right. There's a bunch of sick people in there. It's like the sick people that run the empire. But that's another yeah. genre and another story. Right. Yeah. All yeah. right. Um, yeah. But yeah, those of you guys know that that that's 
that's the hospital, right? When you when you come in, Colossal actually got excited about that, y'all. When they opened that hospital sure up, he was like, "Oh, this is great, Info, this is this is it." <laughs> yeah, it's a fantastic place. <laughs> but on the flip side, I think we're missing that other part. The point of, as far as the POI, I believe, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jade. Uh, didn't uh, the whole the, the whole purpose of the standing system was to go ahead and take the money from being collected from this system to be used for Scent World? Well, yeah, this system and many others. Uh, you know, Scent World is considered by many in the Empire a money pit, um, right. and even all of the money that Stanton brings in isn't enough. Like, so you know, all almost every system, Terra, you know. Goss, all these systems uh, feed the money pit that is Synth World. Mm. Yes, and, and thanks a lot, DK, for that. I know exactly where you party at now. Over there, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Uh, DK does. His, the, uh... that's, what, that's what I was gonna say. DK does his uh his show, DK House Sessions, on the People's Radio from Art Court, mm -hmm. okay. from the G Lock Bar. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So that's that for Art Court for import, and then mine would be, of course. There's no visit to our corp that's not worth it unless you go visit you know who, all right? Um, Tessia Pacheco, um, you know, uh, I actually am looking forward to more expansion on this because they, when they first put this in the game as an uh, NPC mission area, um, I was, the, the mission's very cool for those of you who've done the mission before. Um, but I actually am looking forward to them building out more on this character, the lore behind her, um, her origins, and also finding out between her and what's the guy's name, Jade? Um, it's a blind check, right? A group no, 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 not, not the whole thing with that, but, uh, Eckhart. Eckhart. Yeah. No, yeah. When they put these into the game, I really have wanted to expand, especially when they did the Eckhart mission, because they, mm -hmm. they'd used it at a citizen con and gave us this whole outline of Eckhart. And so I really want to see all of the NPC characters uh, become much more active than you just go up to them, they give you a mission, and that's it. I really would so love to see more. Mm -hmm. I know something about her, and yeah. I don't, I don't want to give you too many spoilers, but she used to be a top pilot. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, yes, yes yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, uh, yeah, there's a whole story about why her hands that way. Mm -hmm. We'll probably find out. So, yep, yep. Yep. No, there's a, yeah, there's a whole nice lore piece about her. One of the things that I always noted in here was, you know, because she had the mechanical replacement things and cybernetics done. Those of you who've seen her up close, you notice that she has the um, cybernetic eye lenses that are the same as you can get at the store in Microtech downstairs. I don't know if you guys have ever noticed that, but she has these rotating lenses in her eyes. And Jade, I don't know if that's because she has the lenses or whether her eyes were replaced. That I don't know. But I do know that those lenses are down. I forget what they call them down at the, I call it the Apple store, but uh, down at- <laughs> down The factory at the line. Factory line, yeah, downstairs yeah. in the basement. Uh, very similar. And so, you know, we know that those are things that we're gonna be able to use later in the game that will have a certain purpose in the game, whether they're, uh, not VR, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, Reality, AR. AR, thank you. Yeah. Uh, some other things they may be implementing in the game. But of course, you all know I have an affection for her character. By the way, she actually appears in real life in Andor. For those of you who haven't watched Andor, that's her in Andor. So take a look if you're oh. here. Okay. I just, I just want them to. I want CIG to finally give her her hair. 
so oh, she can take that off. Oh, listen, when they <laughs> introduced, when they introduced Karen the, uh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's here. When they introduced and showed us, first showed us the hair thing, I was blown away by the hairstyles that they came up with. Me too. And so I agree with you. I am so wanting and waiting for that to become a reality in the game. Hey, let's welcome Cal Roddy. He is here. Hey, buddy. How what are up, you? What up, what up, what up? Hey, Cal Roddy. Happy to be here. Good, 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 good. good. Traveling man. Um, yeah, Cal Roddy, hey, we Griff. are. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. Go ahead with Cal no, Roddy. No, no, go, ahead. I'll go ahead. You sure? I just wanted to add uh, uh, two more things with. Um, hey, Cal Roddy. Good to see you, buddy. Um, a, a couple more things with uh, Art Corp in terms of their lore. Isn't the Million Mile High Club here? Yes, yes it is. Yes, Okay, it is. so those of you people that have that type of privilege, you know, Colossus is looking for some type of an entry up in there. So if, <laughs> if, <laughs> maybe if you could hold my hand and take me out, that would greatly appreciate it, present company included. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that that's one of them. The other thing as far as with Art Corp, Art Corp does have a, 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 a desire of snatching up businesses. Mm. Um, and, and uh, you know, almost like what we see in present day companies and, th and present day countries, when they come in and they see your business doing well and they snatch it up. Mm. Um, and they also like to make factory worlds as well. Just create one specific interest for that specific planet. It's part of the reason why they chose, they did what they did with Art Corp. Yeah. But interesting um, POI. Yeah. Million yeah. High Club. Yeah. Right. One, one real quick uh, honorable mention for Art Corp's moons because um, they are unique. If you've never been to Walla mm. and seen the Crystal Mountains, mm -hmm. just cover it in green emerald type crystals, mm -hmm. definitely do that. And um, Lyria is the one that has, it looks like geysers um, right. in a lot of places. So definitely check both of those out. Yep. Both beautiful. You're right. Calrati, is there anything about R Corp you want to share? You have a favorite place in R Corp or anything? Everything. R Corp <laughs> is actually my favorite planet oh, in the Santa there system. There you go. There you go. About the there architecture, the signage, everything about the history. So I've been just been listening in as I was setting up and I was like, yep, 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 yep. Mm -hmm. And I really can't wait until they go back and revise it to make it a more, you know, realistic sense yes. of what mm -hmm. it actually is. So yeah. I can't wait. Absolutely. Uh, Colossal, you mentioned about the Million Mile High Clubs. CIG has talked about that they are doing a revamp of that as well. Um, I remember when it first got implemented, everybody wanted to be able to figure out a way to get there or know somebody who could get access to it. Mm -hmm. And once you go, it's nice, but it is become, I'm not going to say dated, but it is dated a little bit. Um, oh. and, and it's not as big as you think it is. It's, it's a nice size for a small party of people. I think you're almost going to have to book the room, Jade. You know what I mean? Like, you, you couldn't have two or three orgs in there. You know, there'd no. be a bar fight going on. I think you have to, like, reserve your time to be in there or something. But yeah. um, for those of you I've who... I've been in it. Not, yeah. I'm just looking for a more permanent state. Just more access. They got to renovate it because Voyager Bar yeah. at Orson, yes. I'm sorry, oh, yeah. it puts it to shame. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's what I said. It's dated. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I say. It, yeah. it needs a... It needs a facelift. Let's just say that. It needs a facelift. Yep. Cool ideas, though. The aquariums and all the other stuff. I do like the, uh, the wood and the, the rich feeling of it, but they need to modernize it and step it up a little bit. And I'm, I'm sure CIG will do that. Yes. More windows. Yes, Shimpasto. It needs a view, right? You take it that sure elevator does. up. It needs a view. That, that drives sure me does. crazy that they don't put views in in certain places, but that was back in the day. So, okay. Enough of Tessia. I'll take her off the screen now. Uh, let's go back and move on to our next area. We just finished up with Stanton 3. We're going to go to Stanton 4. Familiar place to most of us, especially now with IAE going on. Uh, Microtech, 
A terraforming error left the planet with an unnaturally dense cloud cover and a colder than average climate, making it an ideal location for its owner to house its heat sensitive computing and manufacturing needs. Um, oops, I got to bring Cal Roddy back in because he, uh, I forgot he wasn't on this screen. Uh, Jade, I'm going to go ahead and jump to you. But let me get Cal Roddy in. You know what? I'll get him on the next time when we come back. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll get him when we come back. All righty. So here we go. Boom. Talk about that. Right. So, yeah, tis the season. We're already <laughs> starting to do our holiday shopping, and this is the Luminalia display, um, which is, you know, Star Citizen's, uh, you know, Christmas holiday, mm -hmm. um, which is located at New Babbage. If you fly to the big Aspire Grand Tower and you go underneath it, if you go far enough, you'll, you'll come across this area. And there's a lot you don't see in here because um, I'm kind of zoomed in on the fire because it's, it's such a nice cozy shot. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there's presents everywhere. There's um, Christmas tree. It looks like there's a radio. You know, like <laughs> people are sitting, you could sit around listening to music. It's really, really cool. And it's, it's great. They have this here, uh, you know, for people that want to do holiday parties, orgs, people with their friends. Uh, it was just me and a few friends that went out there. So, yeah. 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 Let me ask you guys a question. And I want to reflect this back to when I, we talked about the bar, Orison. Uh, we talked about the Million Mile High Club. And now we're talking about the fireplace down uh, below the nest. Um, how do you all feel? Because Colossal said about role play. Do you think that players are, will begin to, I don't want to say appreciate, because I don't know if that's the word I want to say. Black Moses, thank you for that follow. And thank you, uh, Elventhe. Also, I missed you too. Oh, and Commander Steve One. God, I missed all these people who followed. I don't know why I didn't hear the chime. Um, you guys are awesome. Thank you. Do, do you think that people will start to utilize the game in all its aspects? In other words, not just to do missions, not just to do trade runs, not just to do mercenary, not just to do medical runs, but the social dynamic. Because Chris Roberts evidently is, or obviously to me, wants this to be a social dynamic game as well. And for people who maybe aren't into RP, will they find these locations and be places where they will actually enjoy hanging out? Like right now, IAE is going on. Will people start going to these locations, you think, and actually while they're waiting on friends or maybe, maybe there needs to be game mechanics that make people start using the bars and restaurants more. Because you mentioned like after you guys had the big battle of Orson, everybody kind of went there. Is that what it's going to take to get people to start using these social spaces in the game that something has to take place or do you think they'll just use them as just let's just meet up at the bar you know what i mean so just I, hang out yeah go so ahead. i i guess i mean yeah i mean if you want real rp to happen a lot of times private servers still it helps you with that a lot of times because the people in private servers tend to put um restrictions in place that allow for that to happen mm -hmm. um it can happen anywhere but you, you you'll get one or two or three or four people who just aren't in the role play and they'll spoil the whole thing instead of them you know i, I always say all the time role playing takes time mm -hmm. and when you go in the, and you and you actually role play and you actually enjoy role playing you're not going to rush to do all these other missions like these outpost missions and security post missions you're not going to mm -hmm. rush to do all that because the whole point of role playing is socializing and actually enjoying uh socializing within the community and not only within the community within the lore that is presented 
Okay. And so, um, so what about but, the non-role player though? I guess my question is, do you think so, that they will start to maybe see that there's that benefit, even if they're not quote unquote RPing? You know what I mean? I'm getting to that. Yeah, okay, I'm getting okay, to that. Okay. If they put in, and I'm going back to Star Wars Galaxies, Griff. Mm -hmm. If they put in those mechanics that we saw at Star Wars Galaxies, remember mm -hmm. there are some people who were able to cantinas. do certain things, mm -hmm. cantinas, mm -hmm. and they were able to give certain perks and certain things like that. Mm -hmm. If they're able to put those types of things that which allow that type of a, uh, environment to happen, then yes. So then, those so then it's almost based upon, it's still based upon gameplay, but they're utilizing the social space, even right. though there's some people who don't need gameplay to utilize the social space, right? You've got the right. RPers that they'll make their own gameplay. And then right. you've got the other people that gameplay comes in and it brings them into the social spaces. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one word on this image, uh, you know, we wouldn't be sitting there in armor spacesuits mm. if that fire actually, actually provided put out heat. heat. I was going to ask you, I never did ask, does that thing put out heat or not? I was no, going to ask it's you not. that. Okay, it doesn't. It's, you okay. will freeze to death near that fire. <laughs> so, CIG, if you see this, please, please maybe. Uh, but everybody's you know. sitting there with frost on their suits. Yeah, I guess it doesn't yeah. put out heat, right? Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, right. So, okay. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Go Oh, no, no, no. I was just going to say, it, it's it's a great place, though, to bring your friends and uh, take screenshots mm -hmm. when there are holiday screenshot contests and things. This is a great place. Yeah. Calrati, how about you? You've been down there to the fire, right? Yes, I have. And, you know, with regards to the whole role play thing, you know, mm -hmm. it's a really lovely and relaxing experience. Mm -hmm. And I think eventually, as we get closer and closer to or further and further away, yeah, I should say further and further away from the initial alpha mm -hmm. environment. I think people will start to settle down because even now, you know, you still see players trying to um, go through the game through a standard game, a standard game model. You know, mm -hmm. you jump into the game, you do missions and those things. And still, of course, you get more and more people um, being new to the game and not really knowing about the game's you know, infrastructure and the ability to do so many things with your friends mm -hmm. or even by yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So as a result, they tend to mimic what they do a lot within even open world games. So you do missions instead of, and if you don't have any other missions, then that's it. They don't necessarily engage in role playing. Mm -hmm. So I think as we get more, you know, like Colossal I, um, said, more, um, more role play mechanics, more mechanics to actually incentivize that. Mm -hmm. And more people who actually know about the game itself, not necessarily, um, you know, just the contents itself, I think they will be encouraged as soon as they jump into the game to actually start doing that, as opposed to doing just missions mm -hmm. and then referring to the role play. So, mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. You can, you've seen even like, you've seen this change over time. Like even with this IAE, I've never seen as many people, I've always walked around in just regular clothes, mm -hmm. but I've never seen as many people yeah. on the trains going to the IAE in regular clothes or, mm -hmm. you know, at the IAE walking around in regular clothes. Yep. close and uh, i think what it is is right now you know there are certain things that have happened in the game that allow for that mm -hmm. because we have these hangars at space stations now we don't actually have to put a space suit on to go from a city mm -hmm. to a space station and mm -hmm. back good point good point okay all right colossal we're back to you with the uh, port tressler yeah so first of all hands uh, you know i think we need to give a hand to uh magnus tobin alina tressler <laughs> and Magnus Tobin's brother for query for exposing the messes. Um, it was what happened with <laughs> Microtech. Uh, I mean, if you don't know the history of Microtech, it is a, it is a rich history. Um, Magnus Tobin is the one that founded Microtech. 
and he he his brother taught him all about hacking. It's part of the reason why you have your Moby glasses because they it is what it's what was used to expose the message. They hacked into the system, expose the message for who they were. Boom, the message fall. Alina Tressler is is huge. She is a huge. I, I believe this station needs to be like a memorial <laughs> for her because she is a huge part of how Magnus Tobin was successful. Uh, establishing microtech. She basically oversaw all the work. She mentored um, Magnus's. Uh, she was instrumental in microtech. She, uh, they, you know, some people blame her or say that she was instrumental in, in behind the scenes of overthrowing the messengers with that hacking uh, situation. Uh, she uh, helped Magnus buy microtech um, and simpods and things like that. Um, so she was basically the brains behind the money basically and so just like you see over there in hurston when you have a statue of the hurstons and the stuff like that i really think that tressler cig i think you can do make tressler a little bit more of a memorial ter towards mm -hmm. uh elena tressler because i think she's a lot more um important and lower than they than they actually put out and i i wish they when they do name these stations after certain individuals that they put up statues and memorials and things like that Something should be one of that, like yeah. what they did with the hospital at Hurston. They moved yep. Maria, same type of thing. You yeah. want to see something like that? Okay, yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah, and I wholeheartedly agree with you, Colossal. That is a very, very rich, uh, very rich uh, history, and she did a, a lot to uh, overthrow the Messer regime. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, okay, all right. Calrati, you got anything for our corporate all that you uh, enjoy in particular spots in that area? <laughs> Uh, I usually just like flying to the buildings and, you know, just the, just the whole scenery. Um, mm -hmm. But particularly, I also kind of sort of, even I mean, though I'm sorry, Microtech. I'm so sorry, my friend. I said, Arcor. oh, okay. Microtech. Well, okay. I'm so sorry. Microtech. Um, it's all right. It's all right. Um, so Microtech, mm -hmm. um, I just like the biomes, but coincidentally, mm. um, I have never been to the river yet. Um, really? Not, not, not because I don't want to, it's just uh -huh. because I kind of want to eventually stumble upon it. Okay. I don't want to like you know like go out and search for it because I that's what I did with the Damar, mm -hmm. um, with the javelin wreck on Damar. Uh, but I kind of want not necessarily want it to be mission driven or something, but I just want to you know one day just explore and such and eventually come up on a river. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's I guess one thing that I am looking forward to with regards to the whole general thing about microtech. I just like you know how detailed the biomes are and I. I I guess that's one of the I wouldn't I wouldn't want to say baseline planets that that, that they're actually using to you know test certain things, but um, I mean Microtech they've applied you know certain things like the rivers and such to Microtech first before applying it to other planets. So um, with regards to other things you know that I'm looking forward to with regards to Microtech, um, I can't wait to, until the the animals come online, like the uh, like the Oriole Stalker and and just the general history that. It's a whole bunch of different things that I could like about. No, that's thing, fine. But, that's fine. But for yeah, right so, now, the point of interest that you would tell people to check out would be something like the river, or just to find it, right? To go search after it and find it. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Yep. No, I exactly. think that's very cool. That's very cool. Now you may need to turn your head if you don't want to. I know you know what the river looks like already, though. But <laughs> but uh, you know, I won't show you how to get there. But yeah, uh, don't worry about it. Yeah. And, and to your point about the river, some of you guys have seen that on ISCs. They've been talking about the enhancements and things that they've done to make it even better. It is pretty when you go there. Uh, I, I will say that in Colossal, I have to say this. I went there with uh, with uh, I forget who it was. And I think it was Piston. Some other folks, I think. 
and just hung out there. It was so cool. And people were flying in and checking it out. Some of you all have seen pictures of people literally parking their 890 jump on the edge or their uh, 600IJ, you know, sitting there having lunch and dinner, looking out the window, seeing the stream, you know, very cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, we, it's a very cool location. Very cool. It location. is. A, go ahead, Jay. Oh, I was going to say, one of my favorite play, oh, things to do in the game is to take my 890 jump, mm -hmm. not to the river, but mm -hmm. to a place in the similar biome, mm -hmm. real lush forest, mm -hmm. set it down there and see how long I can live out of it as a mobile base, mm -hmm. uh, you know, coming and going from the hangar mm -hmm. and logging out in it when I'm done playing. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of people, you know, you know, river breeds life. And mm -hmm. a lot of civilizations, a lot of civilized civilizations are usually founded on rivers, <laughs> major rivers. Um, when this first came out, Cosmic Trader and I went down there. Cosmic took me to this. Mm -hmm. And and we went down there and I, I, I accidentally, intentionally, polluted <laughs> on the river because I went ahead and left the can on, on one of the rocks <laughs> to check and see if it was physicalized and it uh -huh. stayed. Uh -huh. um, you know, and then we saw, you know, the, the whole thing was, will the 890 blow up if you landed in the water? So we saw a couple of 890s blow up. A couple of them were able to land. Some of them blow. We saw a lot of bodies underneath the water and things like that because people were trying to test the whole theory. Well, can you breathe underwater and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. um, so, but yeah, that's that's a beautiful, beautiful uh, area uh, in microtech. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Ah, just breathe in that origin moment right now. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> breathe it, breathe it in, take it in. Of beauty. Take it in, take it in. <laughs> you know I got to get my shot in, y'all. You know I got to get my mm -hmm. shot. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. let's I guess it, one more, um, I guess one before you go ahead and do that, I guess one of the locations, uh, the Ghost Hollows, the oh, new location oh, they put in for 3.7. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. We ain't there yet because cool. I think okay. uh, Jade has that one down too. So oh, okay. So we'll okay. bring that one up. <laughs> I didn't okay. know she had two. I'm sorry, Jade. Yeah, My bad. We'll bring right. that one up. That's all right. No, but since you mentioned <laughs> it, we'll mention it as an extra. We'll bring it up. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. This spot is an interesting spot for me because I fell in love with it and then I fell out of love with it. And now I have promise for it. This is Calhoun Point on Microtech. And the reason why I fell in love with it was because when they first placed it, it was surrounded by forestry. There's a huge, if you look back right above the, behind it and to the left, there's a huge mountain or hill there that you can actually land your ship on and look down into this area. But you can see behind there, there's a large wooded area, but it was much bigger and much more dense. And I think CIG probably pulled it back because the LODs probably were terrible in that area. And I'm hoping that they will reforest it because I thought it was such a great secluded place um, that was designed very well and very, very pretty. Uh, but if you've never been to Calhoun Point, it's a remote spot. Um, definitely, if you go there, be on your guard because there, you know, you can definitely get shot if you're there or someone can blow your ship up. But um, it's one of those interesting, very small facilities uh, that's on Microtech in an area that temperature-wise, everything is cool to be there and everything. So definitely check that one out, Calhoun yeah. Point. Okay. If you like to uh, jump vehicles, that hill you can drive up or uh if, especially if you have gravel bikes you can yep. you can get some series here <laughs> and then you have such a scenic thing you look all around you there's forest and grass and yep. there's lots of places to land so yep. yeah yeah it's a pretty area but like i said they 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 reduced a lot of the uh flora in the area and it's much mm -hmm. more open now but i loved it when it was it was like it was so cool that you could like 
put your vehicles and maybe you can get your ship in there and somebody from this air wouldn't be able to see you. It was that dense at one point and then they kind of thinned it out. So, but you know, it is what it is for right now. Hopefully CIG will re reforest the area again. Uh, let's jump back. I still didn't bring Calrati in, which I meant to do. Calrati, I'm going to come right back. So don't, uh, don't go anywhere. Uh, the last thing we're going to talk about <clears throat> is ports and stations and, and uh, Colossal already talked about this one, but we're going to talk about it a little bit more, just other areas in the game that aren't necessarily based on a moon or a planet. Some of them may be, but we're going to talk about those next. Um, so let me go back to Jade here. And uh, Jade, you've got one here that's uh, interesting. Some people may not recognize it, so you have to get some story behind it, but go ahead. Right. So this is the Aaron Halo, or part of the Aaron Halo. And what the Aaron Halo is, is an asteroid belt. It's Stanton's big asteroid belt. Miners know all about it because mm -hmm. uh, it's one of the most lucrative places to go out and mine. And it, it's a great place to go when you just don't want to be, you know, bothered by anybody. You go out there, nobody's going to find you unless they're really looking really hard. <laughs> they got to be really yeah. looking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so this image here, it was this, uh, me and a couple friends just wanted to see it, the sense of scale of these mineable asteroids. Mm. And so we, we went out all expanse style and, you know, we're just taking a nice uh, spacewalk and, and, you know, seeing what, what this hey, was like. Thanks for the um, I think this may have been when we first got mining gadgets. I'm not sure though, mm. but yeah, it's, uh, I, I like the Aaron Halo because, you know, it's, it's definitely a place for uh, people that want that belter life. If you mm -hmm. just want to live out of a prospector out there and, you know, haul your stuff in, um, you can. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Aaron Halo has changed up so much. I mean, it's been very frustrating <laughs> because as you guys know, when you try to use the, the map to find it, it, it doesn't always land the way you think it will. Uh, for those of you who are mining, you've kind of figured out your distances between certain bodies in order to land in the belt, but the belt is huge. And also seeing, I just went in there a couple of weeks ago and they, the density from the last patch of asteroids in it now is tremendous. You know, back yeah. in the day, it used to be kind of sparse, but now you're flying in there, you gotta be paying attention to where you're going, particularly if you're facing the, um, the Stanton star where you can't mm -hmm. see them when they're coming up on you. So yeah, very cool. King is your friend when yeah. you're in <laughs> any, <laughs> any asteroid belt. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm still hoping and praying that they actually make Aaron's Halo the way they presented oh, Aaron's Halo yeah, as far as the whole lore. Mm -hmm. I'm still waiting. But and it, if they don't, at least make it like, you know, destroy it or something like that and make it like a, a POI where people can actually go in and see the remnants of Aaron's Halo um, or something like that. But I would love to, I would hope that CIG is going to actually put that in there yeah. to make it more interesting to traverse through the Stanton system. Mm -hmm. It would be. Okay, Colossal, this one's on you. Uh, one of your favorite POIs in the uh, system here. Ah, uh, yes, yes. A lot of people claim this is my place of habitat. It's not, <laughs> it's just a place I visit from time to time. This is Clesher Rehabilitation Facility. Uh, we got to thank uh, one of the Hurston family members, you know, in their 15 generations of, uh, of families and 500 years of ruling on Hurston. Um, the uh, lead researcher, Aberdeen Hurston, part of the reason why this facility is on there. Aberdeen Hurston worked um, mostly on uh, uh, things dealing with prisons. 
that's part of the reason why this rehabilitation center is on there. It's a, it's an automated prison and it's managed by the corporation of the same name where arrested criminals work off their sentence through a combination of serving time and performing mining labors. So if you're one of those people that like uh, uh, socializing with other people and like touching other people, then this is a place for you to be rehabbed. So I tend to be there all the time uh, and a lot of times uh, unreasonably. I think the law is too aggressive on Colossal. So it, it, it just happens to be where I do the same crime with somebody else. I'm in there for 25 hours while somebody's in there just for a, a half an hour. It's a know, great place. You know to the be. warden by name. Yeah, you do. Oh, I sure hey, do. Colossal, how are you? Good to see you again. Yeah. Well, look, look, I even know how to stop the fans from rolling. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's how often I'm in this, this, this system here. Great place. Oh, God. Go Aberdeen. Okay. <laughs> Cal Ryder, you got any thoughts on uh, on Klesher? Lovely place. Do you, Lovely stay, place. you stay out of there or do you land in there from time to time? It's my tourist destination. Oh, okay. Let's so, <laughs> do that, both inside and out. It's my tourist destination. <laughs> Okay. Jade, what about you, Klesher? I try to stay out of there as much as possible, but if you happen to see me in there, don't come near me because I will cut you. I was going to say, say, say oh, it's a pretty girl. Come here. Yeah, I no. will cut there you. you. No, they do that. They they literally do that. I have had to take my multi-tool out and mm-hmm. I've, I've punched people out. I've cut them with yeah, a shank. Mm-hmm. I've multi-tooled them with the laser. Like, yeah. One of the mm-hmm. first people I saw going Klesher when it first came out was Captain Richard. And he was trying to go to the machine to turn in his stuff so he could get out. And somebody kept coming up behind him and trying to shank him during the whole time. He had to get people like to surround him to keep people from messing with him, you know? Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah, inter- yeah, Clusher's an interesting facility. One of the things we can tell you guys, now you already know this, but in 318, they're looking to enhance the prison system. So there's going to be more things to do there as well as when you're trying to escape. It's going to be much more detailed, more involved. CIG has already shown us stuff on ISC in relation to that. So uh, going to Clusher, like right now, a lot of folks know how to get out within minutes. They've, they've memorized it and got it down. They're making it way more difficult. Plus there is some mission-based stuff that they're gonna have in Clusher, which is gonna be nice too. So this may be actually a place that you, depending on your character, you may wanna go to, you know, and uh, make some extra money or get some information, whatever the case may be. But uh, this, by the way, Clusher is not the worst prison that there could be. There are worse. Oh yeah. There it's are worse. So, but this is just their first iteration. I guess it's their tier zero, tier one prison. Uh, right. But there's there's more to it than that. So, yeah. Just a just a side note. You, you have to be a, a crime level two to uh, to enter be entertained by the Hurston. I think you got to be um, the two or higher. It's it, somebody in chat may know. I know it's at least two. Yeah, I think, it's two I, or I, I think once you get to two, that's it. Anybody in chat know? Do you go to prison at two or three? Anybody yeah, can chat, throw that in chat for us. two or higher. Entertain. I, th- yes. I think there was an update. Three, okay, DK. It's three, okay. Yeah. They updated the three? No. Yeah. yeah, it's three now. Yeah, because two, you can still pay a fine or whatever and and get out yeah. of it. But three okay, because at, at one point it used to be th- two got you, earned you in there. Three gave you two hours and four or more gave you eight and a half hours or above. Yeah, well, you better reset your clock, brother, because they're going to keep you in there longer now. <laughs> I can tell you that. Okay. Yeah, not all seats will pay Thank you, Big Toe. Yeah, not all of Thanks for the support, Scuba Steve. Appreciate yeah. that. Okay, cool. <laughs> all right. Also, it's just one craft that. <laughs> Yeah, let me make this recommendation for those of you who have, I know it's, you know, some people 
don't visit Arena Commander or haven't visited in a long time. Uh, but I'm going to pull Arena Commander out and particularly Dying Star. Um, as you guys know, they did a rework on it. And for those of you who haven't been there, uh, Dying Star is definitely a spooky place to go to now. Much larger, um, much more atmospheric in its space. Uh, if you look right below that station there, you can see that there's like what looks like gaseous clouds. You fly through there, you cannot see where you're going. You cannot see past the front of your ship. And it gives you a feeling like Colossus was mentioning earlier about when he goes down on Crusader. Uh, it gives you a feeling of what it will be like. Like right now, when we go up on the Lagrange stations, you don't really go through any, you know, you see the clouds, but you don't have that density. But here it's dense. And I'm really hoping that they will expand this out more into the game where there's certain areas where the cloud density is like that. Those AKA remembering Star Trek Wrath of Khan, uh, where your visibility is just Ooh. literally wiped out and you have to fly by sensors or scanning, like Jade said earlier. Some of you guys know, like when you're approaching a station at nighttime on a dark side of a moon, you've got to hit the scanner in order to see the distance from the station. I'm hoping that they'll do the same thing in gaseous cloud areas. Um, that way, when you're doing things like combat, pursuing somebody, mercenary, you know, there's a cat and mouse thing that can take place. And I think this is like a really good first iteration of seeing what that could be like. So if you haven't been in Arena Commander recently and checked out Dying Star, go there and check it out. And I think you'll find it pretty impressive what CIG has in there. Okay. Anybody got yeah, anything yeah. about the whole Dying Star thing or we can go on? Other than uh, it's a really bad name. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. We had that conversation <laughs> about that. that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 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 Go yeah, it, yeah. It was. It was more cool factor than reality factor, yeah. right? So. Yeah. Okay. That's. But to your point, you're right. Um, it's, yeah. It's an intense area. Yeah. Uh, let me um, go back and throw in because Colossal. I know you and Jade both want to talk about this. Calrati, was there anything that you wanted to talk? think about it while I'm bringing theirs up? Okay. If there's one more spot you want to talk about this in the verse that you think is interesting, Jade did send this one to me so thankfully i have it and it is boom here we go let me turn mine off and uh you both can talk about it uh but this is ghost hollow right jade ghost hollow okay yep any thoughts so, about it <clears throat> yeah so ghost ghost hollow is in um the alpine forest biome on microtech it's as you can see a derelict reclaimer, which uh, some outlaws have decided to start living in. And sometimes you go out there and they're there. Um, if you take the mission to go out there, it's actually called Ghost Hollow in your Moby Glass. Uh, or it, it's, you know, like it takes, it, it, it says that it's Ghost Hollow. So you, that's how you find it. Um, and sometimes they're not there, but there's also loot crates there too and it's a beautiful picturesque location i'm sorry the sun was really low on the horizon in this uh, it was like at dusk but in broad daylight really at any time of the day it's really beautiful and if you like exploring you can climb up in that reclaimer and go all through it uh just hope that you know nobody else is out there because they can shoot you <laughs> and mm. um Every, I will say this, every encounter where I've gone out there, I went out there with a group in that Corsair. Um, we saw some other people there. It, it's it's always been peaceful when I've gone out there, but I've heard other people get jumped out there. So I'm just mm, passing got, that along. I got jumped. Okay. <laughs> you got jumped. 
telling you everything bad happens in Mr. Nimbus. As soon as you go there, it's just, it just follows. Bad or good, it's going to happen. If you want an adventure, go, can come to it, Colossal, it's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Y'all hang out with y'all hang out with Mr. Nimbus over here. And, uh, yeah, Mr. Nimbus. You missed the bad luck here. I don't know <laughs> Murphy's Law. If something bad can happen, it's it will. Just, yeah, it's a good thing. Cal Roddy, you got anything that you want to share before we duck out of here? I just want to, um, you know, react to what you guys have been saying about Ghost Hollow because I, I know I remember doing a recent mission uh, just to wipe out all the criminals and you know, especially doing it as a single person. Mm -hmm. um, you know. It can actually give you the heebie-jeebies sometimes, you know, it can actually just raise that kind of anxiety sometimes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just want to, you know, be very, very careful mm -hmm. because especially when the servers are really, um, you know, functional mm -hmm. and, the and the AI um, are a lot more aware. I just want them to add a little bit more AI, especially to those missions, but the environment design, mm -hmm. ah, amazing. Uh, they did a beautiful yeah. job. Really? I have yet to go. I, I keep saying that I want to go Ooh. check it out and see it. So I'm going to have to get some folks together and, and go yeah. out there because I'm not going by myself. It's not going to happen because I'll be laying <laughs> on the ground for an hour and a half waiting on somebody to come get me. Okay. All right. Cool. All righty. Very cool. Those were uh, some, that's some great, great stuff there. Um, listen, we want to do a couple things here. One of the things we want to do, um, where's my picture at? Oh, I'm in the wrong screen. Let me go back there. And let's go there. There we go. And let's take that down and that down because that should be up. Okay, um, we don't have any questions. We have no Q&A this week. Nobody had any questions. So I guess people were either very knowledgeable or you guys did a great job explaining things. Calrati, let me get you in, brother, because this is just like driving me insane. What did I do? I got an honorable you? mention, buddy, while you're doing that. You have an honorable mention? What's your honorable mention? Oh, you got honorable I, mention. Yeah, what's your honorable mention? INS Jericho. Oh, Jericho. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. For Jericho. those who, those who've never done the, uh, the mission where Jericho is, you're right. That is a good one. Nice space station there. Um, can house a javelin, mm -hmm. um, can hold a javelin along with the other uh, space stations of both planets, but, uh, it's a very good mission that's attached to that, um, dealing with cargo and out and, and things like that and so forth. So just a, a, a nice hot spot whenever those um, events pop up. Do you guys remember before they put Jericho on the map, what you had to do to find it? You had to do the whole trajectory thing to try to get yeah. <laughs> It was painful. Yeah. yeah, I think the first time I did it, I was like an hour and a half before I finally found it. Man. I, I mean, I was, I was determined, but they made you work for it to find that sucker back <laughs> then, man. Plus it was in the clouds. It was like, what the heck, you know? Okay. People, I was with, uh, I think I might have been one of the through one of the first groups because we stumbled across it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and I remember people talking on the server like, "Where is this place?" Because we were describing it. Uh -huh. Most people didn't know it existed yet, and then mm. we were like, "Is this going to be used for something, or is this going to be like a new space station?" You know, mm. we didn't know that it was going to be part of Zenithred at that point. Yeah, yeah, that had to have been a fantastic surprise just to stumble on something like that it was no, that's yeah. what I we were just exploring in the cloud in uh you know like beyond the lagrange uh you know point clouds mm -hmm. and and yeah i saw something somebody else saw something and we're like let's go fly to it because this is star citizen you see something you can go fly to it right 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 yeah that would have freaked me out jeez oh Pete. Yeah, I remember when it was in though. I was so glad when they put that sucker on the map finally. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank God. Okay, okay. Well, listen, 
as you guys know, since we don't have any Q&A today, we did talk about that we wanted to do, excuse me, a giveaway. And uh, we definitely want to do a giveaway today. And the giveaway that we're going to do, as you guys know, the Drake is sponsoring the uh, event this week for the first time. They kicked off at the very beginning. And so we're going to do um, a giveaway for the uh, cutter. So if you're interested in getting a Drake cutter, we want you to put in exclamation point Drake, exclamation point Drake. I cannot believe that I'm honoring Drake on this show today. So if you are interested in a Drake cutter, if you haven't gotten one already, if you want one to give away to your friends, uh, it is the Drake Replace cutter. Your yeah, actually, I think it's the Drake cutter. It's LTI. And I want to say it's the, it's the, um, it's the, is there a chairman's club version of that? Not chairman's club, but you know what I mean? Um, what do you call it? Colors. Nah, what do they call it when they give you like the skin, like when you buy it with cash and it's like for subscribers? Warbond. Warbond. What's it called? Warbond. Yeah, Warbond. Yes, yeah, Warbond. So if you guys are interested in Drake Cutter Warbond, this is the time to punch in exclamation point Drake, exclamation point Drake, if you would do that. And while we're waiting on you guys to punch that in, I want to share a little surprise. So yeah, a little while ago, um, the folks over at the uh, Star Jump, Fleet Viewer, were on our show. We had Grim, um, we've had Ender on too. And they, as you guys know, they introduced the uh, Hangar Link and also the Fleet Viewer to the community, which was really, really cool. And uh, th there's such great people over there. You guys already know, most of you know the hard work that they've put in. They get us all excited when they put out their videos <laughs> and show us what the ships are supposed to do that we don't have. Uh, and you're like, dang, how'd they get that ship? But uh, actually, no, they just put great cinematics together. And um, Grim and his folks have really, really been kind and very sweet uh, to the community with all the labor and hard work they've done to make uh, the dream that we have for Star Citizen a little bit closer to reality. And so um, I want to announce that uh, they did something very sweet for us. And that was they decided to uh, include us in their lore. What? Yeah. Ooh. So uh, that was very, very nice of them. And uh, one of the things they did was that right there. The Soul Genesis. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. And it is in the Bravo. Fleet Viewer. So those of you who dig us and dig our show, hey, you can go to the Fleet Viewer and you can pull up the Soul Genesis. And uh, they did an outstanding job on it. Um, Grim's been working on this for a little while now, and he had, you know, he and I had, had conversations about the ships coming out and uh, gave him a list of ships and talked to him about what to produce. And man, he came back and showed me the rough draft. And I'm like, oh, dude, this is so cool. And I was just like, wow, I, said, I can't wait to show this to my people, but I got to keep it a secret for a couple of weeks. And I said, well, listen, he told me he wanted to launch it during IAE. And so he just put it out on Friday. And I know there were a couple of people who may have seen it, but we decided to kind of keep it a little secret. and surprise our folks so um that was that so um yeah to folks over at star jump station we want to say special thank you to you guys give you guys a shout out as always you guys haven't checked out the fleet viewer uh please 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 do that because we want you to see it okay and check it out and again you can add that to your fleet if you'd like um okay we've got a lot of people in for this giveaway let's take a quick look here okay looks like we got everybody in all right, exclamation point, Drake. We're going to close this out. Jade, if you would give me a countdown from five, four, three, two, one, I'm going to punch Start it. Start counting down. Mm -hmm. 
T minus five, four, three, two, one, lift off. Boom. Oh, look who won it. J2, smiling hey. Viking, J2. Hey. Congratulations, J2. Congrats, if you're there, J2, give us a shout. Let us know that you're there. We know J2, so I don't know. We should, should we give J2 that shout? We know him. I don't know if we should give it to him. There he is. All right, J2's Never out seen. there. All right, J2, congratulations. Uh, J2, hit me up with a DM when you get time with the email that you wanted to go to, and we will get that out to you today. We will get it today. I already got it, so we'll get it out to you today. Yeah, hey, everyone. Um, and um, next, though, before this person starts speaking, because they just blew my surprise. <laughs> Can't wait. Impatient. <laughs> uh, as I mentioned to you guys earlier. Um, oh, my God. Look who's rating us. Star Jump Ender. Hey, right. Star Jump Ender. That. We spoke him up. That is so cool. Ender, thank you thank so you much. Existence. For the 19 viewers, thank you, Star Jump interviewers, for coming over and visiting with us. We appreciate oh, you nice. guys. Thank you. Actually, Ender, you came at a very good time. We just finished one of our giveaways where we gave away a, um, a uh, what did we give away? A cutter. Drake cutter. cutter. I still can't get over the fact that I'm giving away Drake ships on this show. It just breaks my heart. <laughs> of course. Um, it's to replace your origin ship. Yeah. But in celebration of being able to give away this Drake ship, we want to also... Give away another Drake ship, if that's okay. Is that okay with you guys? Should we give away another Drake ship? Yeah, of course. Right. We'll, allow, allow we'll, we'll allow it this time. <laughs> this time. We'll do it this time. Just this time. All right. We're going to do another giveaway. All right. Stand by before y'all start putting stuff in because mm, might change the keyword. Actually, I'm too lazy to do that. We're going to give away a Drake. What's that thing called? Corsair? Corsair. Thank you, Jay. Oh, Drake Corsair. Before so they proceed with that grill. Exclamation point, Drake. Yeah, go ahead, Colossal. Yeah, I was saying they can always donate that to the bank of Colossal. <laughs> Just a side uh, note. Ender, I hope you had a great stream, man. Thank you so much for sending your folks over and entrusting them to us. They came in at the right time. They're coming in at the time of the giveaway. All right, so if you're interested in a Drake Corsair, Drake Corsair, again, LTI, Warbond, uh, I think it's got that weird paint, that black paint or whatever, something that comes with it, I think, if I'm not mistaken. It does. So, yeah, if you're interested in that, that'll come too. Uh, as I was sharing with you guys earlier, I told you that um, we had been talking with Star Jump Grimm about this idea of ships, and one of the other ideas of a ship was to do another ship. And so the one that you see on the screen, uh, he did uh, Ex Officio. Thank you for that follow. Thank you so much. Um, he did for the Soul Citizens, which is a great representation. I know DK is probably doing cartwheels right now, y'all, because y'all know that's his ship. So he's probably flipping his lid. Uh, but there was also another ship that they decided to do. And this one is dedicated to the man that we call the ambassador for Star Citizen, the man himself, our good friend, Baskart. This one was done specifically for him. Wow. And FC, you can tell a little bit about it if you want. There he is. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, approached me saying that he wanted to do a ship for me, and I and I and this is after he. Um, I think we had him on the show, and, uh, and he talked about having a tier, a patron tier, for the um people who want to have a customized ship. And I was gonna, you know, 
put, put put in for that. But he then he approached me and said, "Oh no, uh, because Soul Citizen had done so much for Star Jump, um, not just him but the whole crew. He he decided to do this on on his own." And he uh, approached me and said, "Oh, so what are your favorite colors and what kind of logo do you want on it?" And I said, "Oh, I want red and black, but I want it to look elegant and not not um." violent or vicious or, or, or anything like that. I don't really want it to look elegant. And I think he did a good job. And I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with it. You said that DK um, did um, cartwheels. <laughs> I, 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 I did wheelies on, <laughs> when, 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 when I saw this. Yeah, it's a great paint job. Great image of the, of the BMM. For those of you who uh, are big into uh, the whole BMM, uh, the customizing. What I really like about it is it shows the possibility. And man, it would be so cool if CIG actually does this type of paint jobs for ships. I think that would be just so cool. And of course, you guys know, for those of you who met Fast Cart, y'all know this card is red. That's one of his logos, his emblems. And I think uh, Grim did a great Trayvon. job with matching it up and everything. So yeah, very, very cool ship. So congratulations. And this to is Fast also Cart. in the Fleet Viewer. Yes, it is in Fleet Viewer as well. So if you want to ride around like Fast Cart, there you go. You can add it to your fleet. Uh, it's a very, very cool dedication to a guy who's been committed to the community for many, many years. And he's all over the place. We see him on everybody's shows. And he does his Bandu Merchantman yell, not just on our show, on everybody's show. <laughs> so if you guys go to different people's shows and start yelling, maybe <laughs> a Star Jump team <laughs> will make a ship for you, you know? All right. We've got plenty of people. Thank you, Fast Car. Thanks for coming in and, and sharing that with everybody. No problem. Um, Have fun, everybody. Okay. We've got everybody in for exclamation point Drake. Those of you who are vengeful. Thank you, vengeful. Thank you so much. You guys are getting us closer and closer. By next week, we'll be at our target. So thank you guys so much for that. Mm -hmm. All right. I think we've got everybody in. Uh, Calrati, I'm going to pass it on to you this time. If you want to give us the countdown. All right. Don't forget exclamation point Drake. This is it. Going once, going twice, sold. We're going to uh, go ahead and do it. On you, Calrati. All right, so let's go. Five, four, three, two, one. Drum roll. Black Moses. Black Moses, uh, you are the winner. You were here early, too. Oh, you sure Way to go, Black Moses. If you're still here, give us a shout. Give us some gift stuff and everything, Is I believe. There's Black Moses there. Congratulations. Just a word of caution. You fly in the Drake, there you die in the Drake, buddy. Where you at, Black Moses? Did you pop up? <laughs> There he is. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Awesome. Black Moses. You can DM me if you have me in your DM, or you can send it to uh, soulcitizens at gmail.com. Send us the email address that you want that forwarded to, and we will get that to you tonight. Tonight. Ooh. I promise you. We'll have it by the morning. You might even have no it in a couple hours. <laughs> Colossus says, says no ejection seats. Keep that in mind. Rice, thank you. Thank you for that <laughs> subscription. Thank you for the 12 months. We appreciate that. Thank you so, 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 so much. All righty. Um, let's see, what have we got going on? Oh, we got a couple of things. I don't have Calrati in there still. Calrati, you know what? I am just like out of it today. I don't know why. Oh, that's because of the- It's okay. I'm sorry, man. I don't want you to feel left out. I got to put you in. Even with my pension for perfection, I got to have my buddy in there. All right. Um, so listen, we're we gonna, did you have me? Uh, no, there was none. 
There was none. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's why I told you. You guys did a good job. You answered everybody's stuff. There was nothing for any anybody wanted to talk about. Okay. Nice. Uh, one of the things we want to talk about is our merch. Those of you who enjoy Soul Citizens and you guys have uh, supported us, uh, we have plenty of merch. We've got all types of stuff: glasses, keychains, uh, a whole bunch of stuff, hats, sweatshirts, all types of stuff, mouse pads. So check out our stuff. Uh, there's a link there uh, that we'll put out for you guys if you want to support us that way. Uh, I do want to double back to this screen here for a moment because we do have an upcoming event coming up, uh, which is this right here. We have our final virtual bar citizen, end of year bar citizen for IAE 2952. Uh, this is going to be held on um, uh, December 3rd. It's going to be the Saturday after IAE, not next weekend, but that following weekend. There's a barcode there. You guys, while it's on the screen now, if you want to scan it, you can register for it. As you guys know, we do RSVP for it because it is a closed event. Last time we held it, we had about 130 people, if I'm not mistaken, that joined us. Uh, and we have people from CIG who come out, uh, folks like Jake Acapello, people like Disco, people like Xylo, people like Knight Rider, uh, people like, uh, oh God, there's a whole bunch of people. I can't Ghost. think of who else coming. Ghost, yeah, a lot of folks show up and hang out with us. This year we're doing, this last one for the year, we're doing a little bit differently because we've had requests from folks even though we've tried to start the event earlier, we're still missing folks on the other side of the globe. Normally we start this at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, this time we were starting three hours earlier. So we're gonna be starting at 12 p.m. Eastern time. So hopefully we'll be able to get more of the people on the other side of the pond, folks mm -hmm. over in Europe, Germany, places like that. We do get people who come, but we're trying to make it a little bit easier so they don't have to stay up so late. And it will be two sessions. First session, first session will be from 12 till four Eastern. We'll have a one hour break. The room will still be open. People can still hang out and talk, but then the, or the, but then the uh, moderators are gonna come back. And then at 5 p.m. Eastern time from five till nine, we'll be doing the late session. So you can come to either session, you can come to both sessions, uh, but whatever you do, if you wanna come, be sure to register for the event because you need to be registered uh, in order to be able to get access to come in and hang out with us for that day. It's so a holiday, and that starts it in the universe. Yeah, it's going to be a long and day. Anthony Tanaka, Remembrance Day. Remember Anthony Tanaka. All right. <laughs> All right. So there's the barcode. There's also the link there. You guys can click on that link. It'll take you to the same graphic. It'll take you to the uh, the link that you can go to as well. Axis, thank you, thank you for for that subscription. Thank you for five months. We appreciate that. Okay. Let me start talking. I got to bring Cal Roddy in one more time. Uh, this is this is one last time, Cal Roddy. We'll drag you in. Last time. We're gonna drag you in one final time, my friend. All right, all right, Jay. Can you talk a little bit about uh, Thursday, please? The Thursday show. Yeah. So Thursdays are Soul Talk, and that is the show where you, the community, talk with us. Um, so, you know, you want to talk Star Citizen. You want to talk about uh, your your purchases at IAE or your non-purchases at IAE or <laughs> whatever you want to talk about or, you know, succumbing to the will of Drake and finally breaking down and buying a Corsair. Not like, you know, I did that or anything, but uh, yeah, feel free to come and talk with us about Star Citizen. Okay, awesome. And uh, let's see, Colossal, tell them about Voices. So Voices airs on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern. That'll be 2 p.m. Central. Um, and we basically bring in the team, and the team comes in and talks about uh, certain topics. Um, we usually do things from Reddit or and any types of controversial conversations that we can pull <laughs> up from there. 
sometimes we get a visit from uh, the players. People, uh, people have been asking for the players to come back too, just so you know. I've had so many people the last few weeks say, where are the players at? I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, yeah they're, they're around, they're around, they're around. <laughs> so, you know, we'll, we'll bring them uh, from time to time. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes they force themselves into the show, but they, <laughs> it, it comes in. Uh, but come join us on Saturday, guys. That's a part of that. Uh, is it the trio, the podcast, I believe, that we have? Uh, Soul Citizens comes in, uh, um, Soul uh, Voices comes in at 3 o'clock. And then after that is Paul Shelley's group. And then after that, um, we have Relay. Uh, Aris's re with, with, with Relay with mm -hmm. Aris's group. So come in, guys, and have enjoy an entire day of of, uh, of uh, uh, Star, uh, Star Citizen jumping off with Soul, uh, Soul Voices, mm -hmm. 3 p.m. Eastern. All right, Cal Roddy, could you cover next week's show? Yeah, just like today, so Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, we are going to be covering the Intergalactic Aerospace Expo 2952. So your experiences, our experiences, all the discussions about, you know, the what's been happening on all the days, all the manufacturers, Drake being the sponsor, you come in, voice your opinions, hear about our opinions, send some questions, and we'll be happy to answer them. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. So that's our week, and we hope you guys will be able to join us. We want to say thank you to everyone who was here today. Uh, thank you to Star Jump Ender and his folks who came over and visited with us. Uh, congratulations to the winners who won tonight. Uh, thank you for those who subscribed, those who followed. Hope you guys really enjoyed the show today. Got some things from it. Uh, again, thank you to the Star Jump team for their their dedication and honoring us uh, in the Fleet Viewer. We really do appreciate you guys. You guys just, man, you guys just do so much for the community without Rock. asking for anything, which is just amazing. So thank you guys so much. For Jade, for Calrati, for Colossal, thank you guys so much for being here tonight. As always, appreciate you all. And thank you guys for watching. And hopefully we'll see you guys real soon. We're going to be doing a raid to Lavang Fan, which we, we've raided him before. Very cool Star Citizen streamer. When you get over there, when you see him, uh, if you like what you see, follow. Tell him you came over from the Soul Citizens. Uh, and hopefully we will see you guys, um, what? This week, right? <laughs> so anyway, you guys stay healthy. Take care of yourselves. As always, we're going to tell you peace, love, and soul. We'll see you Eat a lot soon. of turkey. Eat a lot of turkey. <laughs> <laughs>